a Shishkin Productions podcast. It's, it's almost like pre-production is it's kind of the like CEO of a company and post is the janitor. Yeah, exactly. It's We're the at the janitor. very bottom. <laughs> We're just cleaning up. No one even knows we're there. Mm-hmm. We're just getting the least. podcast. Just we're, we're just here to we, yeah. We're here to sweep up all the bullshit. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the Sizzle Reel Podcast, episode number 72. 72 and a half, right? And a half, because we <laughs> literally just did the whole fucking show, and I had one of the mics routed incorrectly, and so we're redoing it. We're transparent I, over here. I, I, I fucked I, it up. I think it would be kind of funny. So we, we have a guest on. I think it would have been pretty funny to, to post it without the guest audio. Yeah, it would have been, uh, been hilarious. Uh, an experiment. It's like that Garfield minus Garfield exactly. show or whatever. Um, we do have a very special guest. Uh, he's going to help us spin the wheel and determine who wins the uh, sizzle reel contest, which you guys may have heard about. Wait, last that, this is week. where it gets complicated. We've already spun the wheel. Uh, no, no, oh, no, we, have no not, we haven't. While we prep the wheel, why don't you go ahead and let the listeners know where they can find us and uh, tell them a little bit about the contest. Oh my God. Okay. So we're at Sizzle Real Gang. We're on Twitter. We're on Instagram. Uh, we most importantly for this episode are on Gmail, Sizzle Real Gang at gmail.com. You know, we were just running a sweepstakes this week where sweepstakes. a sweepstakes. If you email scissorrealgang at gmail.com right. with an anecdote about uh, what what kind of uh, what grinds your gears, what grinds your gears, you know, something that you face regularly in in your work or your creative endeavor. Yeah. It just like it's a re- recurring problem. You send us an anecdote right. about that. We, we put your name on this wheel. Mm-hmm. We're going to spin this wheel for the first time. Mm-hmm. feels like the first time. Yeah. Uh, and, <laughs> you know, we're, the, if you win, then we're going to go golfing at Chelsea Piers. We're right. going to buy you some food. We're going to buy you some drinks. And you get to bring a plus one. That's plus the coolest part. One. You know what I mean? Anyone you want. We don't even have to sign off. It's it's. Well, maybe we have to sign off. I well, know. I mean, yeah, yeah we got to sign off, but okay, we're probably right. going to sign off. Like we, 99%, 99% chance. 99% we're going to sign off. So we had... 91 entries and we're going to spin the wheel. Our guest is going to go ahead and film it. We're going to be transparent. We're going to put this on Instagram. People will see the wheel being spun. Chris is over here watching. Guest, are we rolling? Are we? Yep. Okay. He's giving me the signal. We're rolling. Chris, you ready? I'm going to go ahead and spin it. Here we go. Okay. It is spinning. And the winner of the contest is... Oh my fucking god, it's Ben. Wow. <laughs> wow. What ben. a motherfucker. Oh my god, he did it. He's the one filming. Everybody's gonna think this is rigged. This is not rigged. You can even come closer and see. We can have we can see how many names are on this. Everyone's names are on there. Oh my god. I cannot believe it. And it gave fuck this wheel because it gave away who our guest is. Ben is a former winner already. So we tried to go to a Mets game, we failed. Instead, we went to uh Red Lobster in a mall. And then we got some Auntie Anne's. We we went to Coldstone. We went maybe? to Coldstone. By, by that point, Ben was already sick <laughs> because he had too many <laughs> Long Island iced teas. I'm in shock that Ben won this. This is perhaps like for the story, this is the best it could have gone uh, because now we're like, whoa, this is wild. He loves it so much. He's still filming. Like that's, <laughs> that is what's happening right now. I don't even know how to react. C- congratulations, Ben. You won. Um, and 
his email we're not gonna read it on this pod we will have a pod coming up in the future where we go through everyone's kind mm-hmm. of you know uh pain points these stories won't go to waste these stories will not go to waste we're, we're farming gonna... out the content That's we're right. 72 episodes in we need all the help we can get we, we have apparently 91 emails so yeah. we're gonna get through at least <laughs> we're, eight of them we're gonna take our eight or nine favorites put them in an episode yeah. and we'll kind of relate them to uh our industry mm-hmm. you know it should be good um we have a voicemail we have a voicemail from the one and only AG, so let's go ahead and run that back. Hey, Sizzle Real Gang. Um, what's up, guys? This is AG. What do you guys do to stay organized, especially if you're working on multiple projects at a time? Just wondering if you guys had any tips for uh, workflow and organization. Uh, thanks so much for doing what you do. Keep up the good work, and I will look forward to hearing you again next Monday. Talk to you later. Bye. AG, thank you for that call. I think that might be Amy. It kind of sounds like Amy. Yeah, you no? know, I, I can't really remember I mean, Amy sound what like. she sounds like. What do you think, Chris? What do you do to stay organized? Uh, I think the main thing is, first of all, it's communication. Like you, at the beginning of the project, you got to all be on the same page. You got to figure out who, what everyone's responsibilities are, uh, who's going to be working on what and when. Uh, and then outside of that, I think we're helped a lot by the f- the fact that we have a, a server, sh- a server, a shared, hired a shared server. storage. Yeah. Oh. oh, well, yeah, not not the kind that brings you hors d'oeuvres. No, no. not hors d'oeuvres, not appetizers, uh-uh. not accoutrements of any sort. <laughs> no, no, no French shit. <laughs> no at French all. shit. Not in this server. <laughs> it's not happening. Um, so, yeah, uh, we, we, we have a server. Uh, they're not bringing us rebaked jokes. The server is basically a big old hard drive. And we have like it, it's it, this is in a super nutshell. It's a big old hard drive that all the computers are connected to. We can all file seamlessly we don't have to transfer stuff we don't have to we don't have to transfer like different versions of projects to each other because they're all on the server and what you said about communication uh, kind of written communication labeling we make sure to label all our files in a way that we're all familiar with that would be making sure the date is current and we put our initials at the end of stuff mm-hmm. so you know who to ask questions to if you have a question yeah we we have a uh a uh, folder structure that we work out of primarily, you know, for the past three or four years now, it's it's always the same unless we have like a special client who mm-hmm. who requires theirs. But we're very familiar with ours. You know, it starts with zero zero script. So anything and any, that's a folder. That's a folder. Yeah. So it goes from zero zero script uh, all the way to zero four exports, and it's kind of. A sequential in in the order that you would need those things, and it, it it's, all it's in the way the project flows. Exactly. Like you start at the script and you end up at the exports. It right? all it all makes a lot of sense. So you know any notes uh, going into it, any actual script. Sometimes we get paper yeah. edits. Sometimes they're just like documents. You know, kind of outlining the project. Right. Just you it, know. It's all in one place and it's easy for people to just jump into the project really quickly and understand it. Um, and the key things are to keep it consistent and to make sure everyone is following that structure. That's mm-hmm. it. And if you're out there and you're like maybe a young editor and you need a file structure, you want something to go off of straight up, just email scissorrealgang at gmail.com. I will send you our file structure. You can yeah. just use it. It's, it's not like some spe- special it's, proprietary. It's literally just yeah. folders that have names on them. I know, I know a lot of editors are like super... I don't know. They're weird about their organization because I think it's their special sauce, but it's yeah, really no, not. Doesn't matter. Like every every just, editor has just get that. It done. Just get your special sauce is how quickly and good you can edit mm-hmm. shit. And, and outside outside of the folder structure, I think it comes to once you're working within the projects, it's all about communication, like daily or like hourly even like yeah. you got to check in with each other make sure that you're not doubling up on anything mm-hmm. like even this week i had uh th- we're working on a project 
the the client pulled some selects for mm-hmm. like half of it, but not for the other half. And I just had to, you know, quick email. Hey, you guys are relying on us for the other half of selects, right? You know, and just they said, in case, just in case. And they said, yes. And that way we made sure that we weren't doubling up on the work. And, you know, it's you just even if it seems like a dumb question, just ask it because it's the worst. The worst that happens is they say, uh, no, you're wrong. Uh, and then you save time. Yeah, I mean, and and you know, uh, the thing is, what's what's really great about it is that you know, even if you're not there, for example, or you hired someone out to do something, if they consistently work with you and they know how you work and they know your structure, they know your communication, they will get the shit done reliably because there are times when communication will hinder even getting things done. You know what I mean? And, and the, the person just will say, think they did it mm-hmm. and then you'll get to it and you'll go, Ah, oh, this is like half done. It's not done the right way. And then you have to go back and redo shit. It's just a whole mess. Um, let's let's introduce our guest because I think he might have some thoughts on this. Um, his name is Ben. You yeah. know him? He won the fucking contest. He yeah. might have rigged it, honestly. We don't know. This might be on it's, him. It's really strange how this did have the camera. The, the, the way this all worked out, you know, there's a lot of behind the scenes that you, you guys aren't privy to, but it's it's really suspicious. Um, I think that Ben might have something to say about organization because Ben, uh, he works with Wandering Barman, who's a great friend of the Wandering show. Wandering Barman? Wandering Barman? A friend of the show. You'll hear their ad uh, coming up at the break. Uh, but Ben does a lot of the design and marketing stuff. He also works in, you know, terms of batching and all that. But he kind of does a lot of the design, marketing, social media for them. So have you ever run into anything that helps you maybe hinders your organizing or communication or something that helps you stay organized? Or how, how do you approach all that? Uh, yeah, I think it's very similar to the way you guys run things over here. There's, um, you know, sort of these spreadsheets or google docs or like you know an example for wandering barman would be inventory sheets um where we're just keeping track of all the different materials and everything that's part of the process Mm -hmm. um and those those are basically like tools to help you stay organized right but at the end of the day it really just comes down to communication Mm -hmm. to keep everything glued together um we have these inventory sheets that are supposed to be filled out every day by whoever is doing whatever job is related to that thing. Yeah. And we're all human. So, you know, sometimes you make a mistake or you forget to fill it out or whatever. And on the most basic level, that's about communication, right? Just mm-hmm. going and like asking the person. Yeah. Um, it's kind of similar. We have a to-do list in our Slack channel. And once you do a thing, you just check it off and then people know that things are getting done. But you know. it's a nice at a glance, but still, if, if I have yeah. a question uh, and we're all in the office, I'm just going to ask it. I'm not going to go. I'm not going to go to the spreadsheet. I'm just going to ask. Hundred percent. Yeah, that makes that makes the most sense. Um, ben, you also run Wandering Barman's social accounts. One of those being a TikTok page. Oh, look at that. We have a guest who just walked in the door. Oh, wow. Um, you run the TikTok page, and uh, we just had a meeting about TikTok, here. TikTok concepts for Wandering Barman. We came up with a few cool ones. Um, how have you found the TikTok world? Uh, you, what have you learned about filmmaking and stuff like that? Anything special? Um, you know, TikTok is super unique. Definitely a very fun platform to be on just as like a consumer of content. That's certainly where I started and saw the potential for the brand uh, just to be on the platform. We were were already on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all the other stuff. And I just saw the potential in TikTok and wanted to understand, you know, what is our place on that platform and like, Mm -hmm. how do we really make the most of it and capture 
the biggest audience. Um, and I think that I'm still early on in the process, but I think my biggest takeaways so far are that production itself um, always going to be more time and effort than you think it is. Absolutely. Uh, Yeah. Like you can think, well, I have this idea. I know what I want to shoot. I'll go and shoot it. Maybe 15 minutes takes you a couple hours and yep. it's kind of the same thing with editing where you think it's going to take you 10 minutes to edit Oh, the TikTok app makes it easy yeah. two hours later you've yep. edited a seven second and, TikTok and, and if you're doing it on your phone to your boss it looks like you're just sitting on your phone for two hours you're like I'm trying yeah, to promise. do this thing <laughs> like, I promise you I'm promoting the business right. it kind of goes back to what uh, Amy asked in her question about organization actually because the more organized you are even in pre-production the better it is for post uh, and the better it is for production in general when we were up with ideas at the end of the at the end of our session i was like okay what we need to do now is the concepts that we've greenlit or kind of decided we want to go with we need to write scripts for all of them i know even if it's something as simple as like oh we don't have to write a script for this one because it's just like close-ups of the bottles or whatever no just write the script write for what shot right what a close-up of what bottle and how close and what's in the what's in the scene and what color is the background stuff like that just write as much as you can it's, it's almost like pre-production is it's kind of the like CEO of a company, like the yeah. the the attitude of a company, the organization, the structure, like yeah. all of it. It all starts at the top right. and the top of a production is pre-production. So if you have pre-production on point, then everything's going to be a lot smoother going I, forward. I really like that metaphor. So pre-production is the CEO. Uh-huh. Production is like the body of workers, the uh-huh. blue collar workers getting everything done in post. It's the janitor. Yeah, exactly. It's We're the at the janitor. very bottom. <laughs> We're just cleaning up. No one even knows we're there. We're just Getting listening the to least. podcasts. Just we're, we're just here to we, yeah. We're here to sweep up all the bullshit. Yeah, and no one knows. The CEO doesn't even know we exist. Nope. <laughs> doesn't even care. That's true. Least Under- amount of recognition. Yeah, but we're the fucking dopest. Is what a lot of people mm-hmm. been saying. Um, you know, Ben, uh, about about filmmaking. Anything cool that you've learned specifically about you know just filmmaking getting your hands on a camera i know the camera is a phone but still it's a good camera Any, anything where you've been like oh i found i like this shot this kind of shot a lot or you know anything like that for me tiktok makes me think about filmmaking in a, in a kind of different way tiktok is the app that made me fall in love with vertical aspect ratios it made me go holy shit because I used to be like very much like cinematic is the only real like, you know, 2.4 to one or whatever wide is the only uh, real aspect ratio. And now I'm like, eh, I like vertical. I think vertical video yeah. is pretty fucking cool to be yeah, honest. Vertical sucks. Come on, Chris. You don't like vertical. Yeah, no, let's get Ben's opinion. Right, what do you think? Um, I mean, I'm just so used to looking at stuff on my phone now that I definitely haven't thought too much about uh, what aspect ratio I prefer. Um, I, I would be interested, uh, if social or things like TikTok will trend back eventually towards the wider one, like you were saying with TV, um, that it's kind of like your phone flipped yeah, the other yeah, way. Yeah, you're right. Cause, cause yeah, basically if you turn your phone, what is this? 90 degrees. Yeah. It becomes the same aspect as television, right? Yeah, you're so watching I, I do wonder if, uh, 
what we're seeing now is like the wave of the future or if it's just like a fad, a trend, and eventually it'll trend back towards a wider ratio where you can see more. There's a really great uh, video. I forgot what the fucking page is, but if you Google like aspect ratios, video, Vimeo, like history of aspect ratios. Oh, I know the one you're talking about. Sounds boring as hell, but it's actually amazing like haven't you referenced it in a tiktok I've, re- edit tip? I've referenced it in one of the old tiktok edit tips but at shishkin productions on tiktok boom there you go uh y- it'll literally walk you through how aspect ratios have changed over time and it is so fucking interesting like the reason that things even got towards four by three and squares is because tv let us have tv in our home right let us have film in our home so we started being like oh that's the aspect now we're just used to having it here so that's the aspect i mean i i'm still hoping that everything goes back towards uh, like a four four by five four by three whatever i like the more square formats just because just from a purely editing perspective it forces the shooter to get everything right in the center of the frame basically i I think you've brought this up to me in the past you said it's kind of like your uh it's your natural sort of yeah. how you how a human actually sees something. Yeah, well, like view, 16, yeah, 16 by 9 is like the how more it's closer to how the human eye sees things, right? Yeah. Uh you know, you have everything horizontal, not vertical, and that's Yeah. I I hate editing stuff for vertical, even if it's shot for vertical, I just feel like there's more information typically any anytime you're looking, there's more information on your peripherals than there is like uh horizontally than there is vertically. Right. Like well I'm gonna unless start, you're staring at a skyscraper, there's not much to see up and down. It's a good point. I'm gonna start walking around with my head turned ninety degrees. Yeah. So like I can start trying to be more like a vertical well, well, aspect. Look, we're, we're gonna be filming some TikToks for Wandering Barman. Are we go, are we gonna <sighs> we be are. are we gonna shoot at sixteen by nine Fuck or no. No, we're gonna no way. You we're, gonna gonna sh- we're gonna flip the camera. I think so, right? I think it'll be fucking tight. I think we should try it. We can try it. I think we should try it um ben uh look we're gonna get to a break real soon i did want to plug our upcoming uh networking event march 11th it is open to all uh creatives anyone involved in media um it is super fun you should come through yeah it's gonna be at wandering bar man yeah march Mm -hmm. 11th um and there's gonna be a bit of an open studio part of it as well so come to our studio come check it out meet with us meet other creatives um you know, we, we've already had one at Wandering Bar, man, right. in December. Uh, ben was there. You, you have any any thoughts on it? How did it go off? Oh, it was super, super fun. Uh, the crowd that came through was just like a great mix of creatives and production people, post-production people, basically just like every aspect of the industry um from you know editors like you guys photographers. to photographers videographers people who jeopardy contestants I was going to I was going to ask you was there like any particular person who you met that you were like wow this is kind of wild I feel like Chris maybe just put some idea in your head <laughs> uh yeah, even even before Chris said that, I was probably still going to say Austin Rogers, right. who was a you know, 10 or 15 yeah. time Jeopardy champion. Insane. Uh, insane, dude. And before that, he was a Brooklyn bartender or New York City bartender. I don't know if it was in Brooklyn. And this man was smart enough to win Jeopardy more than one time and then still went back to bartending afterwards he's a real one he's a real one Mm -hmm. liked it so much he opened his own bar he has like a book that he wrote about trivia it's uh, the fact that he is smart enough to win jeopardy more than once 
and still likes bartending enough to go back to yeah. it is is insane to me. And he was just super cool. And so on that, like Alexi went out of his way to be like, Ben, come meet this person. And I'm glad you did that. It was a very brief meeting, but I did some reading on him and was like, oh, that's that's cool. I want to yeah. hang out with him more. I figured that was someone that you might want to meet. You, we, we should try to get him on the show. We should. Absolutely. We, Why not? Oh, before we get to the break, let me say this. We almost had our first real guest on the show. Oh, dude. So fucking close. So close. So someone actually reached out to us. Well, specifically to me. To Chris. Yeah. They, they emailed sizzlerealgang at gmail.com. Very important. Uh, and you gotta do it. That's how you, you can win sweepstakes. You gotta. You, <laughs> you gotta. gotta do and then they said, hey, Chris. Didn't mention Alexi. I wasn't And uh, they, they just asked, you know, some, some, uh, something some, on Netflix. I don't know. The editor yeah, there, did something. There he was an award. Who cares? It was an editor who was up for like a big award for like a short film. And it was way like, I mean, if you're listening to this, you've listened to this. Like you can tell this is what it is, yeah. right? Like we're, we're not serious like what that. What the fuck is this? We're doing some corporate shit. We're, we're, we're just like, we're just like blue collar. And, uh, like a real artist, like a real editor was going to. We watched the the short film. It's like a 22 minute short film. Yeah. It's, foreign it's, it's language, in a foreign short. language. And yeah. it's, it's about like refugees. Like it's, it's like serious art. Deep. It's real. And uh, so we responded. We were like, yeah, I mean, I guess you can come on. And then uh, after a few back and forths, I think they finally listened to the, the show. Uh-huh. And then they were like. He, oh, you know, he's actually so busy right now. Yeah. Maybe we can just like put a pin in it and come back P- to part it. Part of the back and forth was fine with me. They were like, what are some of the questions you might ask? And we were like, well, we're not really going to ask like specific questions. We're just trying to have a conversation. I'm like, well, you see the way this works is uh, three minutes before we roll, we write a rundown and then we just kind of start <laughs> bullshitting. <laughs> and she was like, yeah, uh, he's busy, actually. Oh, I was like, that oh makes God. sense. I would be busy, too. Fair enough. Um, guys, come on back after the break. We're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to talk uh, plug-in review. We had a plug-in oh, yeah. shootout a few weeks ago. We're going to uh-huh. come back and see how those are working. Been using them every Mine day. Mine are working great. I'm using mm-hmm. them like legit. That's we're using one right now. Life. We're using one on this show. Yeah. Are the, um, are the plugins shooting at each other? Pew, 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 it's like a, it's a like shootout. Wow, wow, wow. I think they're having like a little shootout. <laughs> the yeah. good, the bad, and the plug-in. There you go. Hey. Uh, we're also going to talk about a very special uh, announcement about NAB. Oh. Yeah, we're, we're not going to tell you what it is. Come back after the break to find out. Um, but Ben, thank you so much for coming on. I know you're going to take yep. off. You got things to go do. Thank so you're you not, for winning the contest. I cannot believe that you won the fucking contest. <laughs> like, I may or th- may this not. Is, this is like discredited the sizzle reel entirely. <laughs> I know. We spent like 72 hours, 72 days, kind of hours, 72 episodes building. 72 weeks. Weeks building people's fucking trust in us. And now Ben has won two of the three contests. I know. It's, it's fucked up. Unbelievable. Honestly. He's like, now you're not allowed to enter the next contest. Look, we, we spun a wheel live on instagram which uh, it wasn't that live but should we should we maybe say what the next contest oh, is going to be will. we were thinking about doing a live sizzle reel record at oh, wandering barman we and it was uh maybe gonna be a power hour and the winner yeah. of the next contest is going to be on the show mm-hmm. so think keep, about keep that. your august clear guys yeah because that's when the 100th episode is and coming. they'd have the best bartender in all of brooklyn that's Whoa. right sammy's working sammy <laughs> we'll be yep. right back Welcome to Rounds of Sound, the podcast where we go song for song with indie artists to find out their influences and the stories behind their songs. 
I'm here with Hannah Jadagu. The way I recorded my first couple of songs was all through my iPhone. We have Victoria Park. I was on Twitter as I am and it's like, hey, are there like any labels who follow me who might be interested? It's the one and only Liam Kazar. Yeah, here's what I'll say. You gotta walk all your gear up and fly the stairs. Okay, yeah, that's, that's never that's, fun. That's, that's no fun. Check out Rounds of Sound exclusively on Spotify and find out the influences behind your favorite artists. That's Rounds of Sound. Welcome back, Sizzlers. Welcome. That was a really good first half. Dude, the energy we, was so high in the first half, and I, I feel know. like we're not going to be able to match it. We definitely didn't have to do that twice. We didn't. We didn't do it twice. It was just Our, a single take. It was one single long take. I didn't accidentally forget to record or anything. <laughs> no, no shenanigans. I was just saying, you do 72 episodes, and you do 71 of them completely correct, and then you do one, you mess up one time, and suddenly everyone thinks like, oh, don't mess up, don't mess up. <laughs> I'm pretty good. My ratio's all right. Yeah. 71 for 72. Yeah, I mean, if you can get to 100 without fucking up again, that's a 99. I wonder if this is recording. Our guest is gone. Our, Our guest, guest, yeah. Disappeared. Magically. It was he just weird. Boofed. He was here. And then he wasn't. This room is full of smoke. It's a, pl- <laughs> a plume of smoke. He dissipated. Look, we uh, a couple weeks ago, maybe it was last week. I don't even remember. We talked about some plugins we and uh, we were going to try a few of them out. And I we think, tried a few. Yeah, I think I uh, landed on Excalibur and Watchtower and I found a third one as well. We also talked about Flickr Free, about Yarly's uh, Premiere Pro presets, about Vashi visuals. We I, talked, I didn't, we I didn't try those. We talked a bunch. We talked about yeah. uh, AccuSonus Era 5 Bundle, Time Bold, Beat Edit, so much, so much, so much stuff. Uh, if you want to listen to that, I think that was episode 70. Sounds right. 70s notes. Oh, <laughs> No, it's just 70. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> yeah, if you want to listen to that, you can go check it out. But today we're going to we've been using these plugins for two weeks, yeah. uh, just every pretty much every day and just trying to get the ins and outs of them, really see how they work. We obviously don't have time in this segment to go super in depth on all of them. No, but we'll give you a quick kind of breakdown of, of how we've been using them or what we've noticed, what works for us, what doesn't, uh, you know. And then you obviously can go make your own decision. Go get the plug in, try it out. Yep. Um, Chris, why don't you kick us off? Um, so, like I said, I did Excalibur and Watchtower, and it turns out this uh, the people who make this Knights of the Editing Table dot com. Yep. They make a couple others. They make one called Anchor. That's fifteen dollars, and you can move an anchor point without moving a clip. They have a couple more ones called, then these two are free compass, take control of premier pro premier pro export path, uh, make it absolute or relative to project location and forget about those extra clicks. That sounds pretty nice. I don't even understand. What does that mean? Um, basically when you export it, you can, I think you can make it always export to, uh, like rather rather than being like the last thing you exported to, it's always going to the same folder. Yeah, exactly. Um, And I think maybe you can set it up to be like uh, you can tell it to like within a folder structure where to go. Like if you have the same folder structure across multiple projects, It's probably good if you're doing like a bunch of small videos or something like that. That one's free. I tried to download it, but their website's a little bit broken. Like Mm. uh, you can put it in your cart, but you can't check out. What's the website? Knights of the editing table dot com. And then the last one. uh, Well, not second to last one. This one's also free is arrow. And that's loose, uh, loose a frame to the clipboard with a shortcut, which I don't, I didn't understand <laughs> at all. 
uh, I just wanted to download it and see what happened. Um, and the last one that they have is called Grave Robber. And this is, you can unnest clips buried inside nested or multicam sequences. That's $15. And I did decide to buy that one. So that's one of the three that I tried out. Um, okay. Wait, so, did you ever find out what Arrow meant? The one where it's about a clip? No, because I, I, I couldn't download it. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, the, shit, the free ones aren't working right now. Uh, I, I even tried it uh, in Safari with no like ad blockers on or anything. Still nothing. Yeah, so yeah, I think well, it's the website. Night to the editing table if you hear this. Try and fix I'll, your website. Yeah, I'll let them know. Um, um, yeah, well, why don't you go ahead and let us know how... Uh, let's start with Excalibur. Oh, you want to start with the big one? Well, you want to... Oh, okay, start with whichever one you want. Start with, and then I'll tell you a little bit about one I've done. Um, you, let's just start with Excalibur then. Okay. It's fine. Um, so Excalibur, basically... Uh, to describe it, if you know what Spotlight Search is on a Mac, it kind of works that way within Premiere Pro. Um, it's like you hit Alt or Option Space, and it'll bring up uh, a little search bar in the middle of Premiere, and you can search for any effect and basically any function, really. Any, any function, you yeah. You, you can you can make your own macros. Uh, you know, keybind it however you want. Mm-hmm. Basically, it's just like a, a macro for. Uh, Premiere. For Premiere, yeah. So you can pretty much tell it like, hey, this is a certain chain of commands I want you to do. And when I press this button or whatever, when I hit this, do, do these. So maybe if you have a lot of different sequences, it'll be like, okay, all the sequences I've selected, you know, cue them up and give them these exact settings and immediately just send them straight to media encoder so I don't have to redo everything or whatever. Yeah, that's, exactly. just, that's just one example. It's not even a great example, but. Well, I mean, yeah. Um, and th- there's a lot of pretty like cool advanced functions. Like if you want to, for example, select select every disabled clip on a timeline you can just yes. you can just search that real yeah, quick and it, it's a function you can do so if you if you're just trying to delete all the disableds Wow. Phrasing. Wow. Damn, Chris. <laughs> Out of context, this is how Chris gets fucking finally <laughs> torn down. Um, this is Chris's Shane Gillis episode. Yeah. You, <laughs> you, can, you can select them all if you want to, like, um, apply warp stabilizer at playhead. Uh-huh. Um, you can you don't even have to type warp stabilizer. You can type W space S uh, and you can do that with a lot of different functions. So if you really get to know it you can build it into your workflow and it could probably change your workflow completely. I'm so, not, I'm not at that point yet. Cause well, I, I haven't, the projects I've been working on this week is just set up and I just haven't needed effects like yeah. that. What have you, um, what have you kind of, uh, found that maybe is like not what you expected about it? Maybe something that was kind of like, uh, you know, it didn't work as smoothly as you thought. Was there anything like that or no, not really just because I haven't gotten in depth with it enough. Yeah. Um, I will say it, not that it's, it is intuitive, but you have to put a little bit of work into it. Like you got to kind of see, like watch a couple videos about how it works and you got to look into the command list just to have an idea of what you're working with. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, it's kind of like a, not necessarily a steep learning curve, but probably like a long drawn out learning curve where like you, you're just going to over time start understanding, Oh, Oh, I could actually do this and save myself time. You yeah, know. you you gotta like commit half a day to really just like just working with it and seeing what it can do, yeah. and then commit the next couple of weeks to or like, more. Yeah, exactly. Probably to, like a to, few months to get your brain to think like. Yep, you you gotta work it into your workflow like deliberately. Yeah, um, they do have like uh, a Reddit um, that I think the creator probably moderates yeah, it and maintains uh, it. Yeah. There's only 98 readers, I believe 99, including me. And so it's very specialized. Yeah, exactly. So you'll but get all the attention. 
exactly question people will answer it Mm -hmm. and uh you know it's not super active but people do ask questions and and they get responses uh it it, it was 75 dollars. i think it's worth it if you're trying to speed up your work what if i if i asked you to rate it out of 10 would you be able to do that 10 is like 10 out of 10 is like must buy and one out of 10 is like skip it um i would say like a seven just because I mean, it might not be necessary for your workflow. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, I'll jump into mine. So I got the AccuSonus Era 5 bundle. It's a bundle of, uh, you know, different plugins for audio specifically. Right. So they'll have like, you know, um, you know, de-essers, denoisers, mm-hmm. uh, EQs, all, all the standard plugins that you'd find in Premiere, plus a few more that you wouldn't find. Like, I think they have a like a room tone generator and stuff like that. Yeah. It's, yeah. They, they have a lot of cool shit. Um, but it, for me, uh, it's three hundred bucks a year. Yeah, that's that's brutal. That's a lot. Uh, that's half I'm, the price of an Adobe subscription. Yeah, and it, we were just talking about this before. So, I think if you have the right types of projects, then it's worth it. So, my example that I brought up is: say some YouTuber has hired you, and maybe they do gaming videos or something. And they're always in the same room or whatever kind of videos they do. They're always in the same room and they just there's like a hum in the room that they have no control over. Yep. They can't turn it off. And there's always like a very consistent set of things that are going on in that room. And you have to edit like a video, two videos a week for them. Uh, Then maybe invest in, in this because it'll like if you're dealing with that sort of audio on a consistent basis. Yep. rather than having to send it out to audition or send it out to someone you can just deal with all of it in premiere and it's going to it's going to level up the stock plugins it's Mm -hmm. it's actually it's they're really really great plugins having said that though i think for most editors it's probably not necessary um yeah because if you get to the point where you're doing all of that complex stuff uh you're most likely already at the point where you're sending your audio out to get mixed and, and things like that. Yeah. I, uh, it sounds like it makes sense for people who are kind of one man banding the, the post-production Yep. or, you know, if, if maybe they're just more comfortable, like they're not very well versed in sound mixing, right. but they need, they need a little bit of help just to do it in premiere. Yeah. You can get good results that way. Yeah. And to me, it's like, yeah, it's just, it's all about just consistency. Like if you have enough stuff coming in where like 300 bucks a year isn't a lot to you, mm-hmm. Then sure, yeah, you know, give it give it a try. They're really good plugins. If you maybe just need them for a month, you can also just buy them for a month for sixty bucks. And um, you know, say you have a project that's one month long, then it's probably worth it. You know, if you know you're gonna have to be doing a lot of audio cleanup. Yep. Um, having said that, out of ten, hmm. oh, and this doesn't reflect on the quality of the plugin. It's just like necessary. how necessary is it? Like, do you buy it or do you, do you not? I gotta give it like a three and a half or a four. Okay. It's like. I just, for me personally, I just don't really need it. Like we're lucky enough that we have a great audio engineer on the team and, and I myself know know how to use audition already. So like I I can, I can clean stuff up. It sounds like it would be great for me if like I I have to do sound on a project then I, I would probably really benefit from that. But I just don't see myself spending $300 a year. If if yeah. it was $300 one time fee and I have that suite for forever, yep. yeah, I'd actually probably buy it. Yeah, that makes sense. Um what else you got? You said you had uh what's the other one called? Not Excalibur, but um, um so I got I got two more. One of them is called Watchtower. Watchtower. Now, what this t- <laughs> I remember you ran into a Watchtower 
uh, a little bit of a, a, a fracas, a, yeah. a speed bump, a kerfuffle. So it's, it says defeat incoming hordes of files with autosync, which so basically it's autosync Premiere Pro or After Effects bins with system folders. So your your bins in Premiere reflect your actual system folder structure. Earlier today, we were or maybe that wasn't. No, yeah, sorry, that wasn't today. That was last week. Uh, earlier that past week, we yeah. were talking in the office and you were just uh messing with this a little bit and uh we were talking and then suddenly uh you just completely like turned your head and just zoned in in the middle of a conversation on your computer and just started clicking away it was like click 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 and i was like uh uh what's up so here's uh here's the thing about it is uh, maybe I accidentally clicked OK or some. I don't know. Basically, you <laughs> you open the extension within Premiere and you can click on which folders you want to sync with the project. And I was in the middle of un- it's annoying. It starts out with everything checked off and I couldn't figure out a, a, like a shortcut to just uncheck all of them. Yeah. So I was unchecking all the folders in our uh our server one by one. And then you started talking to me. So I looked over cause I was like, well, I'll just finish this in a second. Mm-hmm. And then I, you know, next it. thing you know, premiere starts syncing up all the files on the, the entire server. server so yeah. it's like fucking 30 terabytes. Yeah. So, so I, I kept hitting cancel, 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 but it, it, it's doing it for, I guess each individual file or each individual folder. Jesus. So it just like kept going and going. I, I tried closing premiere. It didn't work. So finally I had to just force quit it and, and, you know, start yeah. over. Um, that, I don't know if that was user error or if it was just a bug with, with, uh, watchtower but not a great first impression and then i i tried it again and started syncing folders up the right folders and it this is partially my fault because i was just trying it in the middle of a project that we've already started um but it basically just started importing duplicate files yeah um so it seems like the big takeaway was like if you're going to use it start using it from the beginning of a project and make sure that your system structure like the folder structure on your hard drive or on your desktop or anywhere where you're editing from matches the folder structure in premiere one for one like literally it's got to be exactly the same layout and so our our folder structure in premiere our bin structure is a little bit different than our folder structure in the server It's, it's very similar very close but it's not the same so now i'm like do I return this because we use different folder structures yeah. or do I just commit to using the system folder structure in the next project? I wonder I do. if there's a way to like dig even further into it and say, Hey, just match the media folder. That's it. Yeah. Don't worry about anything else. The sequence, like project, obviously we don't need that sequences, right? Well, you, they don't you match can, up. You can. So maybe it, it, it's going to require some forethought where like you have to kind of plan it out specifically in that way. But, uh, you know, it's uh, it, it's it's not something to just jump into in the middle of a project. Yeah. And it also like with the next project I'm on, the, the folder structure, I already know what the folder structure inside of Premiere looks like and what it looks like on the server. Um, and their folder, stru- folder structure doesn't match their bin structure. So yeah. I'm not going to be able to use it on that project. And I'm just like, uh, this. it probably makes a lot of sense if you're not working off a shared drive. If you're just at home, you're doing your own thing and you don't have to pass the project on to anyone. Yeah, that, that makes sense. One, one through ten, what do you think? Oh, it, it's the functionality does work 
but it it's not perfect, so I'm gonna give it a five. Got it. Um, all right, my my last uh, this is my last one. Um, I know I said on the plugins episode I was gonna get this free one called Photon Rectify. I said fuck that, I don't need it. So <laughs> sorry, Atomic Image Labs. I just I didn't get it. Um, but the one I did uh, I want, want to talk about is Beat Edit. Beat Edit Two. Edit. Um, for me, very worth it. Very worth the hundred dollars. Yeah. yeah, it's like hundred dollars. I mean, if for specifically for what we're doing, like a lot of times we really do need to just cut to music, and um, you know, there's one project coming up, Tree Fort, where I'm we, the editor we, we, for that. Yeah, we have to cut to music, quick turn. It's got to be like overnight turn, uh, mm-hmm. and it's got to be like a sizzle reel of what happened that day. We got to do five of those in a row. That hundred dollars is very worth it. It's like twenty bucks a day, basically, to make your life way easier. Like, literally, just detects all the beats. You know where to put the the cuts, and you can even auto map like the cuts, and you can, you know, drop your selects in at those beat points. It, it it's it's just a no brainer to me. Um, if you're working on like interview shit every day and you don't ever have to cut to music, then just don't yeah, definitely don't get it because it sense. is literally only for cutting to music. Um, and even then, you know, you, you know how it is like you can't just cut to the beat. Things have to change every so often. So it gives you a great starting point. Um, and just for a hundred bucks, I mean, that it, it makes sense to me. You know, if you're doing a lot of stuff that involves musicality. Yeah, I haven't gotten a, a chance to use it, but I definitely want to use it for Tree Fort just as a starting point. And I mean, if it can save me an hour, then that's fucking great because yep. I'm trying to I'm trying to have a good time. I'm going to give it a uh, like a seven and a half or an eight out of ten. Okay, it's, uh, it's good. Yeah. It's a, it, it works. Um, and then you got uh, you got one more. You yeah, got I got I got one. one more. This last one. It's called Grave Robber once again by Knights of the Editing Table, and it's fifteen dollars. And it it it's a very simple function. It just unnests nested or multicam sequences which like sounds it, fucking awesome sometimes yeah. like there's some projects where that is so clutch it just explodes them right on the timeline you're in so you don't have to click into it and copy and paste into the other timeline or you don't have to like drag it over from from your bin structure um you know i used it once or twice uh, i don't have a lot of nests in this project the downside for me is that it's another like little window that you have to have open so you have to find a spot for it otherwise it's just like floating around yeah um you can just open it when you need it right and then close it but in conjunction with excalibur you can assign a shortcut in excalibur to use grave robber so Uh, you can make unnesting really simple one click basically exactly Um, that's actually very lit i was working on a project a few weeks ago five or six weeks ago mm -hmm. and it was like a long conversation i think it was like a 40 minute conversation oh yeah that one the and then it Dr. was like lupo uh i don't know i don't know if we're even allowed to say it uh-huh. but uh i don't remember what the, the video was though but it was a long long conversation and um it was remote so there was like a few different nests i had to make because i had to show both people on screen at the same time but then i had to show one person at sometimes one person the other time so i did it like a multicam mm-hmm. and then i did a multicam edit but then a bunch of like I didn't expect there to be notes or oh, that yeah, many, but yeah. a bunch of notes came back. Yep. And so then I had to like redo stuff. And that would have been a time when, when it would have been useful for me to explode that sequence back out yeah. and go, okay, cool. I can extend this B roll clip. I can do that. So yeah, I, to me, it sounds useful. I don't know. Um, yeah, I, 
it's weird for $15. I think it's a, like a little bit steep for a, a single functionality, but that does seem to be the go, the going rate for plugins. Yeah. So I'll, I'll give it a nine out of 10. Damn. I mean, it does exactly what it's supposed to do. It doesn't do much, but it does it and it does it pretty, pretty well. Yeah. It does take like two, two seconds maybe to explode it, but yeah, but good. still, I mean, it's worth it. You know, if you got a long project, so it was the winner. What was it called again? Grave robber. Grave robber. I mean, I, I think Excalibur is a better like overall program, but yeah. I'm just creating it on, you know, what it, yeah. it, it's one little function. Right. That's for sure. Um, all right. Well, there you go. That's the plugin review. I hope you enjoyed waiting two weeks to hear that. I know. That was uh, maybe underwhelming, but yeah, I don't know. It's uh, there, you know, you do your own research, go find your own plugins. There's a ton of them out there. You know, you might, if you want, again, if you want any more suggestions, go check out from two weeks ago, that episode, we talked a lot about plugins. Moving on, uh, we're about to wrap here, but before we do that, NAB is coming up, and we are going. We're going to be there April 22nd to 25th. We're just going to be there for the first couple days of it. Um, I'm fucking stoked, dude. Yeah. I, uh, you know, I've been to Vegas once, as we chronicled on the show, and it's just going to be fun. Like, right now, it's just you and me going, checking out the checking out the conference drinking yeah. we've been trying to recruit some people yeah like you know it, it, if you're listening and you want to go to nab show and meet up with us there's there's a code uh sm02 that if you if you're just getting the ex- exhibits pass yep you put that in you get it for free yep you can just go for free all i gotta pay is your uh, flight obviously and your housing mm-hmm. but um yeah it should be a good time you know we've been hitting up some of the other post-production folks we know and production folks we know Trying to see if anyone's going. Yep. Gauging the interest. Um, And, you know, might post on the editor's thread or something for him, whatever, and kind of see uh, if anyone is is going. Yeah. Might, might, might be talk cool up to meet some up. people at the networking event March 11th. Yep. Oh, that's right. Yep. Our networking event on March 11th. Might see if anyone else is going. But one thing that we're really excited about, this is this is the plan. We don't know if it's going to go according to plan because you never know with the Vegas. The plan keeps coming up again. The plan keeps coming up again, man. Shout out, Doug Marsh. Shout out, Minnesota. Uh, <laughs> uh, NA, NAB, right? We're planning to go. It's in Vegas, so Vegas is always weird. You never yeah. know if shit's going to go according to plan. But we are going to go to the show floor, hopefully, um, and do some sizzle reel segments from, oh, the, sh- yeah. from the show floor. Uh, yeah. Just go to different booths and just start talking to people. Yeah. Give Maybe. a little preview of yeah, what's the, going on. The idea is we'll each have like a lavalier mic on and then we'll have one like stick mic that we just shove in someone's face. Sure. And we just start asking them about their booth. And, uh, you know, I figure string like a couple of those together. It's a whole fucking episode. Yeah. A little, little uh, sizzle reel special. Sizzle reel special from the NAB show floor. And that, will, that, would, that would, I guess, come out on the monday that nab is happening yeah so yeah it would ha- be an inside scoop absolutely we could tag nab on twitter see if they retweet it we're gonna be out here doing work on a on a sunday night yeah. in las vegas not even dude we're gonna go saturday like i think we do that saturday morning okay and then like legit when we get back to the hotel i'll just like fucking throw it together real Knock quick it in the hotel lobby fucking drinking a martini or something hell yeah and then i don't even drink martinis <laughs> <laughs> but i will when i edit that episode um <laughs> But yeah, anything you're excited about in AB? Uh, I'm just excited to go, honestly, because I've never been and I've been trying to go for like eight or nine years now. Mm-hmm. I had an opportunity once as a news photographer, maybe, but I think I couldn't get that week off or maybe I couldn't find anyone to go with me and I didn't want to go to Vegas by myself. Yeah. Uh, 
It's hard to get off time in in news. Uh, it was like the week before sweeps start too, so everyone's like all stressed out. Yeah, I I don't even know. I haven't done any research. I don't know who's gonna be there. So I, I legit. I'm I mean, no I'm idea. also excited just to be in Vegas. Like, yeah, I think just being there is gonna be cool. I I, I really am excited to uh, just walk around and and just kind of discover new things that I wouldn't have ever thought to to discover. Mm-hmm. Like obviously, you know seeing the big players there is going to be cool. Like it's like, okay, Adobe, whatever that that'll be cool. But like, I'm sure there's going to be a ton of small things that I'm going to be like, Whoa, that's actually dope. I didn't, I didn't ever know this existed. And I hope there's some hands on stuff. Yeah. And even just networking with people, I think it's going to be fun. Mm -hmm. You know, I got to bring some cards or some, some business cards. Maybe there's going to be some VR stuff. That would be cool. Dude. I'm all in on that. Um, yeah, so that's coming up. We'll be there in, in April. That'll be a, that'll be a good time. Just a couple months I'm away. Sure we'll talk about it some more on the show at some point. As, Definitely. As news comes up, mm-hmm. as another wave of COVID happens and it gets canceled. Oh, dude, don't even. <laughs> no, oh. not bad. I'm sorry. Uh, Chris, um, should we jump into the final segment of the show? Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's hit that. Play, play the imaging. Play that thing. What we learned last week. Chris, why don't you go first? Okay, I'll go first. Now, this was, if you're following us on TikTok at Shishkin Productions or on Instagram at Sizzle Real Gang, then you might have already seen this. But I learned this week uh, st- stacking your panels in your timeline or your sequences. So when you told me this, uh, I was like, I don't understand what that means. And I had to go and like look mm-hmm. at it. So try to visually explain or explain like, you know, this to, to people who are listening to kind of orient them so think about your timelines and how they have little tabs kind of like a a filing cabinet would mm-hmm. and they're all side by side horizontally right typically Some, like sometimes you go to like move the playhead and you actually click on the wrong sequence and you end up in a different sequence. exactly or maybe you're trying to click uh you know you're trying to you have like 14 sequences open so they're not all displayed because you don't have enough screen real estate um so you're trying to scroll over and you accidentally x out of one of them mm-hmm. um or you just want to be able to see all of them at once without having to scroll all the time and hit, hit that tiny little arrow and just hope that you don't fuck up mm-hmm. um if you uh, hit the little hamburger menu on the side of your uh, sequence. Yeah, the little three lines. Exactly. Uh, you can go to like panels and stack panels, or something panels, like that. And then, yeah, there's an option for stack timeline. Hmm. And what that does is it stacks them all vertically, like one on top of the other, like a totem pole. Mm-hmm. And you can fit a whole lot more on there at once. You can see all your sequences, sequences at once. So, for example, the way I was using this, we have a project where I'm pulling selects for 14 different videos at the same time, like 14 deliverables of the same project. Basically, like someone will be interviewed and they're asked a ton of different questions. Mm -hmm. So there needs to be one sequence per question for yeah, per question. Yeah. So I'm just organizing the answers per question, but they were shot per person. Um, So in order to do that, it was a lot easier if I could have access to all 14 at once because I'd, I'd go through one interview and pull 14 different questions and instead of clicking through horizontally and scrolling all the time mm-hmm. i can just click in drop it click in drop it click in drop it it's almost like uh you know how i think we've talked about before that thing you call pancake editing where you have two mm-hmm. sequences open at once yep it's almost like a mega pancake of, it is where you can only have one one of them open at once exactly but it, 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 yeah when you showed it to me i was like wow that's actually a game changer for like for exactly the type of project you're working yep. on where it's like one long interview and 
everyone's asked the same thing or whatever. Yeah, if you need multiple select sequences open at the same time, that's the way to do it. Yeah, it's, I mean, maybe it's a very specific, like, need, but yeah. when you run into it, it's perfect. Um, for me, what I learned was uh, more of like a, a big picture kind of philosophical thing. Uh, so we had a couple slow weeks. Things are starting to ramp back up. Mm-hmm. Um, but during those slow weeks, this is actually what you learned two weeks ago. This is what I it? learned two weeks ago and forgot uh, and, uh, and relearned I, it. I relearned it um, in a nutshell. Take advantage of slow periods. Mm-hmm. Right. So like if you have like a little lull, like if you've been working, going like, you know, just going a hundred percent for weeks at a time, like so long. And then suddenly a week comes up or two week period where things are really slow. It's okay to, to like chill for a second and, and recoup, you yeah. know, you don't have to like keep going at a hundred percent all the time, you know? Uh, now obviously if that period keeps extending, then you kind of need to start like hustling and finding shit for sure. But if you've been hustling and like really just like working like crazy, like long hours consistently for a minute. It's all right to like chill for a week and just like, just take a day off, yeah. take a week to yourself. Just, it's okay. You, it's better actually to yeah. step away from it sometimes. It's the same way where, you know, if, if you're, you know, going hard on a project all morning, you know, you're six hours in and just like kind of hitting a wall, take a break. But it, it's that same idea on a macro. Burnout is real. Burnout, especially in our industry. Yeah. So, you know, um, feel free to not work sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, and know, know your worth and know, be able to gauge when you're, uh, when you're starting to hit that wall. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, that's a, that's a nice philosophical point to end on. Yeah. I think, uh, I think we could all use a break here. Yeah. You want to, uh, refresh the people on the, uh, the socials? Well, we're at Sizzle Reel Gang on Twitter and Instagram. That's true. We are Shishkin Produ- Productions on TikTok. That's true. We are Sizzle Reel Gang at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. You know, we've already described the benefits in this show of sending us emails. You got to send us emails, man. You you might, you might never know what you could win. And of course, we are, uh, we have a cold line. We do. It's 332 uh, that is a scissor cold line. Brr. You can call and ask us questions like AG did earlier, That's like right. Joe Nana does all the time. I'm yep. sure he's going to be on he's again probably soon. calling in right now. Mm-hmm. Honestly, yep. It's what it sounds like. I can hear the phone ringing. Oh, ring, my goodness. Ring, ring, ring. Um, I, I think because it's cold line. Ring, ring, ring. Yeah, no, it goes straight just, to voicemail. It's wild. I don't know what's going on with it. Um, yeah, no, it's a it's a great it's a great phone number. You know, call in. It, say something it used to be my phone number. It did. It did. Um. Y'all, thank you so much for listening. Yeah, and uh, good episode. We learned will, a lot. Yeah, and we'll uh, we'll be back next yeah. week for a little surprise episode. Oh God! <laughs> See ya. See ya. Productions Podcast.